0: life is change and you can be prepared this is sudden money insights hosted by susan k bradley financial advisors work with clients in transition every day but what can you offer that other advisors can't become a certified financial transitionist through the financial transitionist institute we go beyond traditional CFP training to provide you with the tools you need to support your clients on the human side of life's big transitions. Learn more by visiting financialtransitionist.com.
1: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Sud Money Insights. I have the pleasure of introducing you to Laura Webb, who is the founder of Webb Investments. She is based in North Carolina. And she has been in the business for a very long time. And during that time, she's had many different experiences, both in her own life and with her clients, that bring her to these deep insights on transitions. So Laura, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Um, I'm always interested to hear what's up with you. Everybody who's watching this, not the people who are listening, but if you're watching, you can see some Latin dancing going on. Is that a <laughs> tango in the background? It was salsa. It was salsa. Salsa. So, what's a nice girl from North Carolina doing in a salsa competition? Let's start with that.
0: <laughs> well, as you know, it was such a fun thing. I did a local benefit for. It was dancing with the local stars and was asked to do it and it benefited um, actually that year they they changed it Um, it benefited the American Cancer Society and we were partnered up with professionals or semi-professionals and we even had um, uh, one of our guest judges was from the real Dancing with the Stars which was really fun so I learned a salsa I've never done anything like that I was on stage in front of about four or 500 people so It was a blast, and I would do it again in a heartbeat, but it was a lot of work.
1: (laughs) Okay, so y'all get the feeling that this isn't your everyday financial planner. This woman has a lot of courage and a lot of fun. (laughs) So tell me about the work that you do with your clients. I just used the word courage kind of off the top of my head, but let's use that as an entree to um, telling us a little bit about your willingness to go the distance with your clients, to be there when their lives aren't working well, the courage to stay in that space when even you don't know the answers. What's that like for you?
0: Well, I think one of the things which has been really helpful that I've learned a lot through the, the work that I've done with you and the Institute has been is really focusing on the personal side of everything that's going on with people's lives, not just the financial side. And I think you know, would you very well know that that um, that many times when somebody had they had you know that you're talking about money. Um, Uh, A lot of people on my side of the business just go directly to try to find what's the solution. And many times the solutions are not technically that hard, but it's just all the stuff around it. The reason why they're there, um, what has happened to bring them there, the emotions that go with them there. And so you have to really be willing to get in and understand what's going on, um, who that person is, what's important to them. And um, so that's that takes a little bit more time and energy and a lot of listening and
1: empathy. Yeah, it certainly does when when you're talking to people about your work, let's say it's a someone who comes in to see if you're the right fit for them or someone who, here's about you in the community. I know that you and your family do a lot of work in the Asheville community, so people probably know who you are. But the name of your firm it implies investing. How do you explain to them that it's, yes, investing and a whole lot more? Well, it's
0: interesting, and I'll go to that because it's int- when you first started this business years ago, that was kind of what the focus was. And I have, as you indicated, I've been around for for quite a while. So I've started this, my practice here in 1995. Um, I might today, if I started uh, the business and wanted to change it, I might name it something a little bit different. So you're correct about that. But part of it is to, tr- you know, to helping them um, make smart decisions all around the things that are associated um, with money, but also that impact their lives and help them accomplish what their wishes are. So We really have a, 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 and and it's interesting when you talk about this, is that we have an in-depth discovery process. If someone is going to come to and and wants to um, explore whether we're the right fit, and we ask them a lot of questions, and many of them don't have anything to do with money. Um, They're all about what's important to them, what their values, their fears, their concerns, who's important to them. and so you, and it's funny because sometimes it takes a person a little bit of time because they they think you're going to go directly to well, uh, the money questions, and 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 we don't, and and we really want to um, learn all about them and 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 have a really high touch experience. Um, the The money pieces of it can be solved. That's kind of. I mean, this is terminology from you, you know, there's the personal side of it, and then there's the technical side. And in essence, the technical technical side's not that hard. It's all the personal side that really makes the differences. So I think through our process and our communication, that they understand that that's what we're really trying to look at, what's important to them.
1: You know, you said something that um, I think Could easily be on a website or a brochure of helping people understand what's really important to them and then using their money to build life towards that. But do you find that people sometimes don't know exactly what they want or they are going towards a goal and they get closer and they don't want or they get there? You've helped them with the financial planning and all of a sudden they're at that point where maybe they can sell their business, retire, get divorced, get married, whatever it is. And it's not the way they thought it was going to be. I
0: I frequently think that that happens. I also think a lot of people come in with a preconceived, whatever they've heard or known is the path or the journey that they're supposed to be on. Um, I see it, and I'll joke with my own family when we're trying to have tried to solve some, you know, a problem of a a big estate piece of property that was owned by multiple families. And they they have these narrow lenses as opposed to um, being able to, and I think that's one of the fun things that we do is trying to help open up their thinking. I say open up their brain, but open up their thinking to possibilities. It doesn't mean I even know what the solutions are at first, but through a good discovery process and, a, and, a, and sometimes a patient one, you know, <laughs> as you, I think you'll understand what I mean by that. Then you begin to learn and find what there may be, what really might be what they want to accomplish, and then um, can find some solutions to that. So it's not always... I think a lot of times people come in because they think it's supposed to be this, this or this, because that's just what they've heard or known. When I always go, I, I try to work through that and find more possibilities or help them find the possibilities is yeah. really what it is. Yeah.
1: Isn't that true? It's, it's the, the client. And sometimes what they think they know, they really do know, and that really is it. But it's nice to confirm that too, right? Yes. And then have you noticed how tough it is for some people when they're in the earlier stages, the more, I think the word you use is tender stage of their transition to know what they want. So what they want at the early stage might be very different than they want a year later or two or three or four. So what do you do with that when people are changing what's important to them?
0: Well, I, I, nothing is stagnant in any kind of planning or whatever. And so you, if that is probably a word that I use a lot is is that we're, when we go through, it, we're dealing with where we are now and what we know. But then by having this ongoing relationship and uh, a process to keep trying to um, check in and see where they are or what's going on, then you, you know, your course, I mean, life isn't stagnant. I mean, (laughs) you and I, we could sit here and talk all day about how you think you're going here and then, then no, you're going this way. So I think it's, you really help them understand that even the decision today is the right, might be a right decision for today, but there may be things, information, circumstances that make make you want to um, deviate or alter or fine tune your course.
1: Yeah. Or maybe change it altogether. Who knows? I guess that would be deviating. So do you find sometimes that people have some emotions around changing um, either the change that has come to them by plan or or, um, by happenstance or the way they're feeling about it? Sometimes people talk about uh, shame and confusion and it's supposed to be this way, but it's not.
0: You know, the word that that I think that I also that I think about with that is, is that many of these experiences that we have, they're unique to the individuals, but there are some common things that that we see with clients that happen. And so sometimes um, helping them norm, normalize what they're feeling. that that they're not alone, or they're not the first person that's felt that way, or they're the first person confusing. It's confusing for, for example, yesterday, a client of ours who sold a business and that was how they, that provided for their life, you know, their lifestyle. And now it's changed completely from this business of working and they got income from it to all the time they have these assets and they're uncomfortable and unsure. And and, and sometimes in in explaining those things, they really feel like they're exposing themselves, you know, when they're, um, if they admit that they're uncomfortable, they don't have a lot of experience. So really trying to help them understand and feel like that what they're going through um, is probably pretty normal for someone going through those circumstances.
1: Yeah, I think that that is wonderful to normalize, but you do more than that. You help them navigate that change because just because they sold their business doesn't mean their transition is over, right? We, we, that call, the conversation
0: yesterday was talking about that transition that, and it is ongoing. And in addition to that transition, there is an aging parent and all the transition going on there. Um, so it, 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 uh, it's clearly, um, we, we are trying to help them and in some of the tools, you know, that, that I've worked with, with you have been, what are the things we need to focus on now? What can happen soon and what can happen later? And sort of, I find that those kind of things help people breathe. It's like, we don't have to have this all figured out right now. We can take a breath. We need, you know, these are the things that we do need to work on to make sure that you're stable, that you're okay, that you you've got the things that you need and the rest of it, we are, we're able to take our time and help you get comfortable as you work through those.
1: Yeah, I think that that's uh, one of the, um, the hidden secrets to successfully managing the years of transition is to know that taking your time is okay and not feel, not let other people make you feel like you should be doing something.
0: Well, I think sometimes, and and you'll see both sides of it and you may have some insights or thoughts. You'll see someone who wants to hurry up and get through it because they they don't wanna deal with it and you need to help them slow down so then they can make better decisions. And others that feel like they're not moving fast and you need to say, that's okay. Two, let's take care of what we essentially what we have to. And then we can work on um, and let you breathe to go through the through the rest of it.
1: Yeah, it's really wonderful when someone sort of holds that space where it's okay to find your pace, move at your pace, change your pace if you need to change your pace. Um, You know, there's one question I like to ask in these um, these podcast interviews, which is such a great time to hang out with people that I admire so much, but I don't get much time with like you. So it's fun for me. But I wonder what do your clients say about you to other people? If someone was talking about their financial planner, you and explaining what it's like to someone who maybe doesn't have a financial planner? What would they say?
0: Well, one of the things, and, the, and I've had this said several times, multiple times, is that we knew more about them than anybody else that they've worked with in the, their, I sort of say their advisor world or the, the people that we took the time to know. And that meant a lot because they really felt seen. You know, they really felt like that—that that that we knew. Um, I think that they also uh, has been an asset for me and my community. Is I have an all-female team, and I really feel very strongly about though we serve both men and women and couples, um, but I have a real passion around wanting women to to take control of their financial futures. And because I frequently see the repercussions of not doing that. So um, the other thing is that they, uh, I I don't know if they would use this word congruent, but I think it's, they might relay it, is that they feel like what they see is what they get, what they see in the community, that there's consistent values um, that, I think it's normal for people to be attracted to working with us that may have similar values um, as that we represent. And that also has been at, so they see how we spend our time, our money and our energy and what we, we support and that they know that we're community minded. And those are, um, I think some of the things, so care, you know, high touch um, and, and, and and I use the word congruent. I'm not sure a client would say that, but I think that they would use that sentiment.
1: That makes sense to me. I, I notice that you, when you talk about cases and just for people listening, we don't, uh, we don't disclose names or go over cases with each other, but they, they come up when we're trying to understand a certain behavior. So someone in our community may be working with clients that have um, a situation, they're, they're asking for help. So we're, we're talking about general uh, client situations. I didn't want anybody to think that we're um, you know, exposing people to anything that, besides you keeping your clients private. Um, but I've, I've heard you mention in general, working with more complex families. Is that something that tends to come your way, families that might have multiple generations or multiple um, siblings? Um, so, yes, we do deal with a decent
0: amount of that. And some of that really started, and you know how I, it helps me become a better planner and helping working work in people with transitions when I've had some of my own experiences. Mm-hmm. And so one of those came from dealing with an extended family and a large asset of land with multiple generations and the challenges that that was going to provide and I was able to work through that with my own extended family and learned a lot from from that and so that that's one of the things some the word kind of got around about helping uh, that uh, other families go through some transitions themselves and trying to find the right solution when you're dealing in my case it was 13 family members so if you know that my my single goal was that we had a peaceful resolution <laughs> that everybody was speaking and it ended up that way but i was it was a little bumpy in the you know in between to feel like that that was going to be the outcome
1: Yeah, I I would imagine there's lots of potential for the opposite to happen just because we're all human beings. And as Peggy Fry says, who's our lead trainer for the Certified Financial Transitionist training, as Peggy says, when a transition happens with one member of a family, it happens to everyone. True. And these are families that are close families, obviously. and it's frequently misunderstood that everyone is shifting a little bit. Have you seen that too? Yes,
0: yes. And I and, and mean, and, is, and what she very well knows as you see is that what one or the, the current generation or who started or created or whatever. And then as it goes down to um, the next tier and beyond that all the needs wants and interests are very different for all those different people. It becomes you know, we're, um, a kind of a challenge from that particular perspective. So, um,
1: yes. I would, I would think that you had seen that. The other thing that is being discussed a lot lately is the whole concept of transitions because of the pandemic. Um, everyone has a real uh, personal sense of disruption and, and change. And I hear uh, from planners in our community around the world that their clients are thinking about their life events, the kind of things you can see coming, like retirement, and, um, sale of a business, and things like that. Um, they're anticipating things uh, happening sooner and, and more important. Are you working with your clients On the anticipation of big events, in um, more more directly than you were before, has there been a change since the pandemic? I
0: I think I definitely think that that's accelerated. Um, Joked when we went home with our laptops, uh, we stayed busy or busier than we've ever been, and I, I think one you know, if you're trying to think about, there was a lot of people had more time to think about it. And some of those things may have been on their wish list to get to. And then others with the experiences that they were going through with uh, loved ones, losing people, um, you know, uh, as we know what, uh, lots of people are changing jobs and really have made choices about what's important to them, what's not important to them, whether, and some people who've been forced, you know, think about families with mothers with small children and dealing with the whole school stuff. So I think there was an acceleration of wanting to try to look at some of their financial health. And one of them, one of the examples um, for clients that we really worked hard to make sure they had the adequate cash reserves for um, any kind of crises, how grateful they were. And then others who may not have thought that they would deal with that later, really found how important that that was through the pandemic. So it, it came from tentacles. It came from inheritance, um, from death, from retirement, from changing jobs. I mean, it seems to be all of those things happening. It, it's happening to everyone, young, middle, old, all age bands.
1: I heard someone recently use the word confluence of all of these different kinds of things that is just a time of dynamic change. And it's all okay if, if you have a transitionist like you in your life. You can bring all of it, messy, exciting, scary, you can bring all of it and put it into the relationship you have with someone like like you and say, let's, can we sort this out please? Can you, can you deal with this mess? I'm not sure I can, but what a big difference. And instead of just talking numbers and rates of return and, and markets going up and markets going down, you can bring the mess of life, the real stuff to someone. I'm not saying you clean people's garage out. Do you? <laughs> you don't do that. No, but no. I
0: have for some widows sat on the floor of their house and gone through all the papers to try to help them, you know, get, get things in order. Um, but you know, one of the other tools that I feel like that has been so helpful, I, I can say even for me, because I've you know, all of us as individuals in this business and as transitionists have are experiencing plenty of transitions ourselves, is yeah. that whole when you feel like there's so much swimming around that you can't quite get a handle on it. And it's a very simple, but you we call it the thought bubble. You know, where and you just put all this stuff down. It's like, what a great exercise to kind of dump it all out, you know, and put it on a piece of paper. And then you can breathe. And I do this for myself and I do it for clients frequently. And then again, take it in or try to put have some organization to them. And I watch people's shoulders go from here just to here, just kind of going, okay, I'm not crazy. I've gotten it out you know, here's it, and then help me, help, help me organize, so I can figure out what we need to focus on, what's important to focus on, what's not, and, um, and that's been just a, it's a simple tool, but such an
1: effective tool. Yeah, 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 that comes from the decision, freeze free zone, and I use that myself, I'm the one who wrote about it, and created it, because I was using, I needed that, back then in the late 90s so yeah it's uh it seems to be universal i'm glad to hear that you're enjoying that too we're coming kind of close to the end of our time together um and this is the editor paying attention please um is there anything else that you want to say before we sign off Laura?
0: no just i mean i'll have to say what a gift it is and when you're if you're looking Um, to have somebody that is focusing not just on the number piece of it. Again, remember we talked about it. The first is there's the technical side of money and there's a personal side of money. And not everybody believes that the technical side in a lot of ways is not that hard. I mean, I just had a conversation before this about if this is, you want to get to here, then we can say what you need to do to get to here from a financial perspective. But It's really all the rest of it. It's all the stuff around your head and your experiences and your life and your people in your life that influence all of that in your behaviors. And so having somebody that's willing to help listen um, and help work with that and understand that can be such a gift. And, And so I'm grateful for the experiences I've had and the training I've had. And so no matter, me or anybody else i mean people in this community really have um an extra set of
1: skills and tools to help you get to where you want to be well we are delighted to have you as part of our community for quite a long time now Uh, that's how i knew about the dancing that we started this (laughs) podcast with because you came to one of our conferences and you were shopping for the dress to wear at that particular time. Easy to remember that. Thank you, Laura Webb, for everything that you do and for um, the work that you do that changes the world one client at a time. It's really big stuff. I wish you well. Thank you. Thank you.